0: What up, what up, everybody? I'm Big Waz. And I'm Nando Vila. And we are the Woke Bros. Each week, we bring you guys lefty news from a lefty perspective, man. What does that mean? That means news from the perspective of working people like you and
1: I. Yeah, do you think the Republicans suck? And do you think that the Democrats also suck? Well, you're going to like our show because we think they both suck. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. So if you want the news, all Skrilla no filler each and every Thursday. Please subscribe, rate, review wherever you get podcasts because The Woke Bros has their own individual podcast feed. Make sure you look up The Woke Bros, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, give us five stars, and say that we're the greatest of all time. See you guys soon. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, aka Wazzy Lambright. Joined as always by my brother on the west side of Los Angeles, Nando Vila. What's going on?
1: How's it going, man? How you doing over there? Are You staying cool out in the valley?
0: Listen, listen, it's this a is hot out there. Degrees, hundred something degrees out here in the valley. But luckily for me, I got central air, and I'm safe and will not be passing out from a heat stroke. Anytime yeah. soon,
1: it's hot out there, but it's not as hot as our takes. The takes are even <laughs>
0: we're gonna have some heat for y'all today. Uh, those of you who follow me on Instagram know that I've been having a little bit of fun, a little bit of amusement with the controversy surrounding Lin Manuel Miranda's movie <laughs> In the Heights. Yeah, uh, the, the Afro Latinx people ain't having it. Uh, we're gonna get into that. Rita Marino is getting canceled. This is getting crazy out there within the Latinx community. Uh, last week we told you we would talk about this, but everywhere that you go and you see employers are upping raises, they're giving people one-time signing bonuses, they're offering to pay for kids their children's tuition, they're doing all of these things to entice workers. To come back to work so i guess you can kind of call it a bull market for workers we're going to talk about that why why that's happening why it's an important sign of things um towards the middle of the show but first man we got to give a, a shout out to ProPublica for an amazing sprawling extremely well reported piece that they just put out this week About billionaires and how little taxes they actually pay on their income and wealth. Uh, (laughs) It's an extremely thorough piece. Just well done. They talk about guys like Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, George Soros. You know the entire cast and crew of the billionaire class when it comes to this country. And you know, effectively, Nando, they're paying taxes at rates of three, five percent. In Warren Buffett's case, it was like something like 0.9 percent of his wealth was taxed over a four-year period. Yeah, Which is just insane.
1: <sighs> yeah, it really is a remarkable view into how I'm not talking about rich people. I'm talking about the ultra, ultra rich, the multi bajillionaires. You know, this was like um, ProPublica got their hands on the tax records of, I think, the 25 richest Americans, you know, this, which basically means some of the 25 richest people on the planet and looked at how much uh, they paid in taxes. And it's just staggering. We knew the rich didn't pay that much in taxes. Like we knew that, but we never we've never had the receipts like this that show just how little they pay i mean like they said like it, from a, in the four-year span that they looked at from 2014 2014 to 2018 they paid an effective rate of 3.4 percent which is just absolutely mind-boggling given the incredible amounts of wealth that they have i mean just to put it in context if you're like uh i don't know if you if you work at uh you know, as a public school teacher or whatever, um, your you had about income, you, your income is taxed uh, before you even see your check, right? Like you, you, you it, like you get your check, but it's already your tax is already deducted. Um, you pay about twenty two percent on that on the you know 45 50 grand a year you might make. Yeah, um, plus
0: the state taxes. Yeah, right. Plus right, the right,
1: state right. tax depending on where you are. But yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's 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 the the top headline. Um, of this report and you know we can get into the how they do it because the i mean the real big scandal they're not cheating they're not like they're yeah. not doing anything illegal they're doing everything that is perfectly illegal which in a way is more scandalous right like the real scandal is not what's illegal it's what's perfectly legal it's the system and they, it's the system and what they essentially do is like we we've always known that income is taxed higher than capital gains but they don't even uh, they don't even get taxed on their capital gains. Like they don't even get like the ta- the capital gains tax rate is fifteen percent. They don't even get taxed uh, th- at that rate. What they do is essentially like if you're Warren Buffett or um, whomever, uh, you uh, you you have like your shares in your company, which means you're insanely wealthy, right? Like if you're Jeff Bezos and you have shares in Amazon, which means you're worth you know, $200 billion or whatever he's worth. And then uh, your income is actually really like a minuscule amount. It's probably like, you know, sometimes CEOs get paid like $1 a year or Mm -hmm. like, you know, some insanely low amount, like $50,000 a year. So if you want to buy like your next yacht or something, you know, and you're one of these guys... You don't sell shares in your company to get cash to buy the yacht, because if you sold the shares in your company, you'd get taxed uh, on that transaction at 15 percent, the capital gains tax. What you do is you go and you go to a bank and you borrow the money. You know, you just say like, hey, I I need, you know, five hundred million dollars to buy a yacht. Um, and the bank knows you're Jeff Bezos or whomever. And they know that you're good for it because you have tons of ca- like you have tons of wealth. Um, so they'll <laughs> gladly loan you the money. And then what you do is like you pay a little interest on that loan. Um, but it's effectively lower than the tax rate, you know, like it's what, what you would pay in taxes. And then when you need to pay back that loan or whatever, you just take another loan from someone else. And you just kind of do just keep doing that. You just kind of keep falling forward. So you never have any actual cash. You just keep getting capitalized by the banks. And that's how you spend your money for the most part and then that's how you just essentially never get taxed it's crazy
0: yeah and you know what's important and they said it in the piece is that this pays lie to the idea that in america everybody pays their fair share and specifically the richest americans pay the most in taxes yeah. and this is just it just shows that that's completely cap. it's a lie um just not true now what I, they had a line in there that was my favorite of all of it, Nando. It goes a so, little something like this. By the end of 2018, the 25 million billionaires that they audited were worth $1.1 trillion. <laughs> For comparison, it would take 14.3 million ordinary American wage earners to put together to equal that same amount of wealth. The personal federal tax bill for the top 25 in 2018 was $1.9 billion. The bill for the wage earners was $143 billion.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's and crazy. And every time
0: we talk about health care... Every time we talk about upping the amount of social security, every time we talk about rebuilding our infrastructure, every time we talk about eliminating student debt, every time we talk about free college tuition, every time we talk about the things that everyday ordinary Americans need, all you hear is, we can't afford it.
1: Yeah, we're broke. We can't afford it. We're broke. I mean, the money, we know where the money's sitting. It's sitting right there. You know, that's where it is. We can pay for anything. You know, like, Waz, well, you and I live in LA. The homelessness crisis here is, like, insane right now. Yep. You know how cheap it is to fix that, like, literally overnight? It's like, it's like a fraction of a fraction of 1% of what the federal budget would be to fix the homelessness crisis in America overnight, you know? Um, And... But we're told, you know, it's too expensive. We can't afford it. We can't do things like, uh, you know, public health care. We got to slash education budgets. You know, we can't do that um, because we're broke. We don't have enough money. But then again, the way, people and, who are and, tax-
0: and just to, just to, just because it, it's important. We keep stuff in perspective, Nando. Like if we tax these guys properly, they would not cease to be the most richest, most powerful people no. in the world. They would no. continue to be that nothing would change for them. Everything would change for us. Nothing would fundamentally change for these people. It's just literally them hoarding all of our wealth and our resources. They're just hoarding it because they're like, fuck these people. They ain't going to do shit about it. They can't do shit about
1: it. Yeah, Straight up. That's how they look at us,
0: like suckers and idiots.
1: Well, one thing that drives me crazy, and I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Like, if I had a billion dollars, the difference, the difference between paying... and 15% on that, you know, whatever I I don't, I can't, I can't put myself in the head of someone be like, man, that's, I can't do that. I can't do the 15%. I have to, I have to do everything possible to pay even less than that. Um, So that's just for one thing. But the other thing is that like often the media and you're you're seeing this kind of fall apart with the Bill Gates thing and that he was like a Jeffrey Epstein pedophile. Um, But like for years, like the media loves these billionaires and their philanthropic, um, Activities mm-hmm. right, not really understanding two basic f- things. One is that a lot of this "quote unquote" philanthropy, which by the way is tax deductible, um, they give it to themselves. Like Mark Zuckerberg creates a foundation, and then he gives his money to the foundation that he controls. <laughs> like he's not giving it away. Like if you're <laughs> if you're still controlling <laughs> it. You know, like, yeah, sure. He's not buying another house with it, but he's still controlling that wealth. Like he's giving it mm-hmm. to himself, you know? And then another, like even more fundamental level, just the idea that philanthropy is some sort of means to, uh, some sort of, um, gregarious thing. Like I remember right. like, you remember or when... that
0: it's a, that it's a substitute for what the government is supposed to be doing. Private exactly. citizens are going
1: to spend the money much more smarter than the government will. Exactly. But first of all, the, the, the crazy thing about it is, do you remember like something called the giving pledge that was created by Bill Gates and Warren Buffett signed on to and where they mm-hmm. pledged to give half of their wealth uh, to charity? <laughs> from the day that that pledge was made by Bill Gates, which is something like 10 or 15 years ago, from that day to today, Bill Gates is worth more than he was in those days, even though he's given away like half of his wealth, like somehow he's worth more somehow, you know, the way I understand is if you give away half your, your shit, then you're half, then you have half. No, somehow he has more. Right. Um, So it's just, it's just utter bullshit. And then on on a more fundamental level, like this is the problems of society need to be fixed by society. Like, because we need to come together and decide what we, our priorities are as a democratic society. If a billionaire is deciding what, what the problems are to be fixed, and then we're at their mercy. And they all have like their weird fucking hobby horses. Like, I mean, half of them just want to privatize education, you know? Um, like that's like their big thing. They're just spending all their money to to strip away public education, you know. Like that's a huge billionaire initiative, whether it's Mark Zuckerberg with his thing that he did with Cory Booker in Newark, New Jersey. I don't know if you remember that story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bill Gates has been a huge funding of a funder of charter schools and you know, all kinds of education privatization all over the country. I mean, yep. it's just They're fanatics about it, Um, and because fundamentally they can't stand that there is this public thing that is outside of their domination and control. Like they see it as an affront to everything they hold dear, because Uh they're they're the enlightened, they're the superior beings. You know, all of us should just like worship at their feet.
0: Yeah, and then there's a second component to this report, Nando. Because you would think our good old Uncle
1: Joe, man of the people,
0: yeah. yes. man, friend of the working man, Uncle Joe. Or you'd would be scandalized be, by this. Scandalized. Or he would be en, enraged. Like, yo, we got to do something about this, man. These billionaires are getting away with murder. They, uh, the, the American uh, people are, are paying their fair share and these rich assholes aren't doing their part. You would think Joe, because he's a champion of the people, would come out and do that. Nah. No. What Joe and his DOJ is upset about is the leak of yeah. the tax records.
1: Who leaked it? Who leaked it? Who that's leaked that's it?
0: the scandal here. Not yeah. the American tax code. Not so just, the regressive American tax yeah. code. The leaks are...
1: Yeah, just to uh, put a finer point on it, Merrick Garland, who is the Attorney General, we remember Merrick Garland from the good old Obama days. He was Obama's mm-hmm. nominee for Supreme Court that was blocked by Mitch mm-hmm. McConnell. He became kind of like a liberal icon as a result. He was of a martyr. That.
0: He was an Obama yeah. era martyr for sure.
1: Yeah, um, he's the Attorney General now, and he goes, "I promise you, it will be at the top of my list." He told uh, the Senate um, to to investigate who leaked those tax documents to ProPublica. The priorities of the administration are not to, you know, figure out a way to tax these people more, uh, more effectively and more fairly. It's to prosecute the leaker who who gave this information to ProPublica. And now the rumors as to who the leaker was, the rumors out there are that it may have been. I mean, I don't really believe this because everything these days gets filtered through this, but that it may have been like Russian state actors who like hacked <laughs> into like that IRS thing and and gave it to ProPublica. I mean, that's, I mean, if it's true, if that is true, thank you to Vladimir Putin for yes. uh, revealing this information to us. You're I a fucking you.
0: horrible guy, a scary dude, but yes. thank you.
1: Thank you. We appreciate it, um, you know. And it's like I, the, the, the sort of liberal understanding of this through that kind of lens, like, well, this is like a grave national security uh, issue that they're like, it means that you care more about, like, nationalism and your national identity than, like, any sort of like your class or like that 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 is more important to you. How is it like,
0: national security the, the 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 financial records of the richest people in the world? How how? Explain that well, to me. What they didn't steal it, they just made it public. Yeah. What, like how yeah. is this security a security concern? That's bullshit.
1: Yeah. No, it was uh um it was it's 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 like the perfect example of just the awfulness of our current system everything about it like that you know we're this big major scandal that should that should be dominating every single headline right now um immediately gets filtered through that kind of lens rather than like it's like well who leaked these documents like no who gives who gives a shit? you know like right. who cares like they could have been leaked by osama bin laden himself he could have been like reanimated and and he hacked into the and like i wouldn't give a shit. like it doesn't matter like the what matters is what's important to us as a society is that the richest, most powerful people on earth who live in America essentially pay zero taxes. That's it. They pay zero taxes. And meanwhile, our society is crumbling. So yeah, it's a crazy story. Crazy, crazy
0: story. Um, I wish them nothing but pitfalls in hell and trying to find the weaker because <laughs> you guys are insane. Um, yeah. But yet we move on. To, you know, last week, Nando, and I covered this on Wozni on TYT, uh, New York Times put out a piece where they talked about the, the conditions of the current labor market that employers are having to come up with greater and greater and greater enticements to attract employees. Um, basically, it's stuff like they're offering to pay for kids' tuition, they're offering to send people to school and pay for it yeah. like their actual employers to like grad programs and other things. Um, obviously, that's the wage benefits, they're offering free lunches, they're offering all kinds of enticements because. The labor market is so bare. It's a bull market for workers right now. You know, yeah. one-time cash incentives, like, yo, here's a one, here's $1,500 just for taking the job right the signing now, just bonus. for taking yeah. the job. Here's a signing bonus. Um, All of these crazy things, and it's because of what? Because of the pandemic, because of, you know, it's shaking up so many conditions and so many, I would say, like, the perception of work. Of So many people about like, what do I owe my job? How much energy should I be expending on work? How much time should I be spending on myself? All of these questions that people are forced to ask themselves while home from work, while off of work, while shit, man, collecting that check from the government, you know, for unemployment, et cetera, et cetera, have changed the conditions under which workers are willing to go back to work. And previously- We've seen the hysteria from the CNBC crowds and all of that about, yo, this is bullshit. Uh, The government needs to stop paying these guys to stay home, X, Y, and Z. Basically, you've seen it framed primarily as a problem with workers. The problem is with the workers. They don't want to go back and take those slave wages. Nobody, rarely, rarely have you seen it framed another way. The problem is capital. Capital. Why are these jobs so fucking unattractive? And if you were already doing the right thing, how come you are able to afford to do all this extra shit now? Now that you don't have the workers for it. How is that possible, Nando? I thought you guys were giving people all that they needed and deserved in the first place. All of a sudden you're coming back with more. Funny how that works.
1: Very funny how that works. I mean, I think what it's laid bare is, you know, one of the – um one of these central tenets of capitalism is that the system needs to figure out ways to force people to work. It just, it's, you know, it needs to do it. And the way that it does it most of the time throughout the history of capitalism, save for like very brief um, kind of interludes where worker power was, was very strong, mostly in the middle of the 20th century, um, is to essentially starve the vast majority of people um, until they're forced to 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 sell their labor to a boss um, in exchange for a wage to to feed themselves and because of the way the pandemic has worked out and because like you mentioned the, the pretty generous unemployment benefits that was passed first in the cares act under trump and then kind of extended a little bit with the with the biden stimulus bill it's um it's just you know a lot of people are getting paid a decent wage to not work. And it's, it's not like they're getting, it's not like they're getting rich. Like no one's getting rich off of that, no. but they're, but they're able to live. Like they're, they're able to survive and live. And that's like said, well, do I want to go back and work like for $8 an hour at McDonald's? So some fucking like tyrannical manager can just yell at me and some fucking, disgusting customers can just like say that like you know my burger is undercooked or whatever you you fucking piece of shit, <laughs> you know like just to get abused all day like no like they, they're they like i don't want to fucking do that anymore you know like it's it really has created an elevated sense of consciousness that the system that we live in just beats us down and grinds us to a nub until we're forced to to go to work um and again the the once that happens even in this brief period of time which we're, it's only been You know, like a few months since things started uh, reopening and just the very brief struggles of employers to entice people back to work has created a sort of national panic, you know, and it's like it's not like, well, you could just offer higher wages like McDonald's could offer to pay. $15 $15 minimum wage or um you know $20 away, uh, an hour um which is what they do in other countries and they still fucking can sell burgers to to you know to people <laughs> yeah. um that it's just like it, it that that never enters into the conversation and like th- this this brief period of like of worker leverage um is creating a whole cottage industry of of media takes about like how big of a problem this is and it's just no, it's it's always seen as like the problem of labor. How can it be, be that capital? workers
0: are getting better? How like how can it be a problem that workers that the conditions under which people work, i.e., the money they make, you know, uh, whatever, what all the conditions that 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 entails are getting better for the people who are working them? How can that be the problem? If yeah. just by math, <laughs> just by simple math. There's more workers than bosses, and I know they're going to come with, well, you know, inflation, and everything's going to be inflated, and then, uh, you know, because these wages are going to get crazy, and everything's going to get more expensive, and blah, blah, blah. It's bullshit fear-mongering. Get the hell out of here with that.
1: Well, the thing is, it's – I mean, there is – I mean, it is bullshit fear-mongering, but there is kind of an element of truth to it. But the problem is that because – and we've talked about this in the past – that in America, we, sees, we see ourselves first and foremost as consumers you know, that that's what we see ourselves like my my whole identity is wrapped up in my consuming habits, you know, whether I want to when I want to eat at Panera versus fucking, you know, Subway or, um, you know, whether I want to watch Netflix versus Hulu or whatever, like, like our identities and every and this is like a new thing Like people don't realize this is like a new ish thing. Like people have been decrying consumerism forever, but Before, when when we had strong labor unions and things like that, there was a sense that we were in a society and that we were workers and that we were all in this together and that like a rising tide lifts all boats and all that thing. Like, no, we've been trained to think of ourselves as consumers. So when we think of like, you know, Uber, um, you know, basically, you know, starving their drivers and making them drive like 25 hours a day and whatever, you know, but for us, like as consumers, like it's pretty convenient. So like, that's great. You know, like that's fucking great. I press the button on the, on the phone and the car shows up and then I go to the place and it's cheap. You know, I don't think of the other person, um, in that way. I think about my experience as a consumer. That's a very American thing. That's a very modern thing. And that's, what's at the heart of all this stuff. Like, if we saw ourselves as something different, if we saw ourselves as citizens in a country or workers in a class, we would see the problem with this kind of thinking. Instead, we're just (laughs) obsessed with like, look, you know, like do I pay, you know, 199 at Walmart for like the mega roll of toilet paper, or do I pay like 159, you know? Um, and 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 that's like how we see it, and it's just it's and we don't care about what goes into that little like 40 cent drop in prices, whether it's like. You know, some poor slave in 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 China or or in sub Saharan African who's just like forced to like do, you know, incredible amounts of labor just to like fill the parts in our iPhone. Um, we don't see ourselves that way. We just see the consumer experience, and and that's the only thing that matters.
0: And by the way, the capitalists—they know what they're doing. You see, Nando passed to me a story about Chipotle leak. Like, oh, all these wages we gotta hike. You know we're gonna have to charge y'all four percent more on the grub, right? Four percent, like four cents percent? on every on every dollar spent at Chipotle. I'm gonna pay more.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Without realizing, I mean.
1: Back in the day when there was company towns, like when like Henry Ford, you know, like had fucking entire company towns, like they understood that they needed to pay their workers enough to at least be able to pay Enjoy the stuff for a fucking the car,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, for
1: for a fucking Model T or whatever. Um, you know that like be, if Chipotle workers are getting paid more, you know, they're buying shit with that money. You know, yeah. like they're they're buying other shit, and then that means that like. Oh, that there's economic activity there. That means that, oh, those, those workers can get paid. Of course. Like, If everyone gets paid, like if certain people get paid more, then everyone kind of gets paid more because there's more economic activity. When the rich get to keep more of their money, they spend less of that money because of they don't course. need to. If exactly. Jeff Bezos can't spend $200 billion a year. He can't. can't. It's impossible. Can't. You know, like he's just hoarding it. You know, whereas, you know, you and I, if we get paid an extra five grand a year, we're likely going to spend it. You know, we're likely going to it's going to likely go right back out the door into into the economic system, which means that other people can get paid more.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, these guys, (laughs) they just hoard all of the wealth at our expense. And the freaking politicians sit around and explain to us that, you know, it's Just nothing, is just there's no way there's no money out there to be had. There's, we don't we don't know how to pay for anything. Um, we're at our wit's end. Uh it's stupid. Anyway, everybody should go read that ProPublica piece. It's eye-opening yeah. and it's guaranteed to get your blood boiling, believe me. And we continue on to something a little less pressing, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's just a little bit less pressing, liberals. Um, and that's the fucking cast of Lynn Manuel's whack ass movie. Okay. <laughs> um uh, uh, so Lynn manuel he first got on the scene with this in the heights Broadway play.
1: Yeah, you know, I it, saw it was it. about f-
0: five years ago in the heights. I haven't seen it, but everybody who I know who I respect who saw it was like shit was whack. Um and so <laughs> <laughs> and so you know that kind of put him on the map that laid the groundwork that allowed him. To even get the you know the resources and the leeway to do Hamilton, which obviously is a runaway hit, probably the biggest play in the history of the fucking form of I a broadway it is. musical. I
1: think um, it most is, successful,
0: yeah. most ridiculous, right? Like he's become an overwhelming success. He's a celebrity. It's Slightly like what if, Alis- old-
1: what if Alexander Hamilton was black, dude? What if right, he was black?
0: right, right. right. Final, of that? Like he, his <laughs> he's brand from celebrity. Gets on my nerves, but like you know, whatever it is, what it is. They do a movie adaptation of In the Heights, which is a, which is a musical about Washington Heights, Inwood, whatever. Um, the up, uptown Manhattan, right? Largely Latinx community, mainly Dominican. Like, people, when people say Washington Heights, essentially in New York, they're saying the Dominican Republic, so lots <laughs> of Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, etc. And, you know, the movie comes out and people are bitching about the cast being not... not they didn't even say that they didn't have Afro-Latinas or Latinos in there. That the ones that they did have were not dark-skinned enough. Yeah. Yeah. Not and enough. somehow this is a travesty carried out by Lynn manuel Miranda and the people... <laughs> Never mind, Nando, that the movie did dick. Nobody watched. Nobody went to go see it in the movie theaters. Nobody's going to care about this movie. It's going to come and go. But still, people online are going nuts because there's not enough dark-skinned Afro-Latinos or Latinas or Latinx. So there are
1: Afro-Latinos. There are Afro-Latinos. They're just not as dark They're not light-skinned. They're not dark-skinned. Right. That's the controversy. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> okay like on one level like on one level i i like empathize with you know i'm I'm sure that it it is very difficult for dark skin um afro latinos to get roles in movies and then in the movie about washington heights you would think like whatever but then you're getting into like a weird situation in which we're like are we gonna start like measuring people's yes, skin tone like is there gonna be like a oh. number like yeah. uh, how what where, where would you fit on the dark skinned scale wise I like, mean, I'm pretty dark-skinned.
0: Everybody would admit that I'm a chocolate brother. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm,
1: I'm a pretty <laughs> dark-skinned cat. I'm not I'm not
0: quite the level of Seal. Is there darker than you? Yeah, Seal. Seal's, Seal's the top. Seal. Seal is Seal. probably the top of the pops with that. Seal and the homie from Blood Diamond, I would say. Okay. Are probably the two <laughs> chocolate brothers in, in pop culture. <laughs> probably. And then you're like the next category. Or I'm probably, like... yeah, I'm probably right. I'm probably right underneath those cats.
1: And then who's below you? Below me like Steph Curry?
0: No, 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 Steph Curry. More like a Westbrook. More like a below me would be like a Paul George. Uh, Okay. You know those type of cats, and then there's Steph Curry and Producer Sean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Producer, Sean, if producer Sean wants to get on. Maybe we can. Maybe we can yeah. analyze.
0: But it's, <laughs> but yeah. it's and, and and I do want to say, as the black person on this panel, and specifically as it pertains <laughs> to black women, um, I have had these conversations with people, and I understand. Yeah, Nando, as the Black person on this panel, I think it's important that, you know, we give voice to what's actually being complained about. Meaning, like, when it comes to darker skinned Black women, they talk about the psychic cost of constantly within mass media getting the message that you're not good looking enough, you're undesirable, you're terrible. Um, You know, your hair sucks, your nose sucks, your big lips suck all of that kind of shit you know yeah. there's a psychic cost to that and i think there's something to it however however and i'm not strawmanning this there's a, there's a sense that like more black women being in this movie would have been a net gain for black americans yeah that's some bullshit now <laughs> now let me say this to black actresses and artists or whatever who are trying to get this kind of this kind of art done on a grand scale, yes, it matters. But the bottom line is, yeah, you know, it, like let's just say the pool of people who would benefit from, you know, dark-skinned people getting to make art is like 10,000 people. That's great, yeah. those 10,000 people. Do not fucking tell me This is great for all of Black America. It's it it doesn't really matter, y'all. That's my problem with the complaint. Like the way the scale at which it gets broadcasted makes puts it on the the level of you know wage stagnation in black communities. Yeah, it's not, it's not, and I hate to be class reductionist here, y'all. But the way y'all be (laughs) bitching and complaining, I'm sorry, this is bougie people problems.
1: the the other thing is that it's like it's also like it's one of those macro problems that when you look at it at a micro level, you get into some weird things. Right. Because it, I think it is probably true, undeniable on some macro level that on the whole, you know, dark skinned Afro Latino people are struggling to get, you know, roles or whatever. But like like if you reduce it to like in the heights and like the casting director of in the heights when they're like auditioning. Uh, women for the role of wh- whoever in the movie and like some I guess light-skinned Afro-Latina woman walks in and auditions and like does p- p- you know performs her heart out and the casting director and Lin-Manuel are like talking to her like yo do you think she's dark enough <laughs> Like, <laughs> do, you she, do you think she's dark enough <laughs> you know like it gets like a little weird right like it gets it, it gets to be you know like you wouldn't like that either that would be that would be an odd thing to to think about um, right? I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm, I, 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 if, if was I, I, I would hope so. We loved, we loved Carmen, whatever, but she's a little too light-skinned, you know? Like, unless you were, like, representing Yeah, like, but that's not what they person. would say.
0: What they would say is that it's disappointing and disheartening and painful to see another, like, because it's like, if you're supposed, this is supposed to be a depiction of Washington Heights where there are plenty of black Hispanics or Latin people, yeah. whatever the hell we're saying now. There's plenty of them. it's not aberrational that you see black people in there. Like there's a few of them and they weren't, it's like, there's plenty of them. And so what they would say is that to see this movie being made from somebody who's allegedly of the culture and for him, to cast, all light-skinned people is disheartening for them. Man, it was like, it's five lead roles. There's like four lead roles. What the fuck are we talking about?
1: Yeah. Well, Rita Moreno uh, defended Lin-Manuel Miranda, Uh, and now she's getting canceled, too. Rita Moreno, who's Uh, 89 years old. (laughs) 89 years old. old. And like an absolute trailblazer, like, you know, trailblazer legend. Like, can you believe what Rita Moreno must have gone through in like 1950 when she was like, you know, in Hollywood making it and stuff like as some Puerto Rican woman? Like she must have seen all kinds of fucking awful racism and sexism and, and shit. And, uh, yeah, she, like, defended Lin-Manuel Miranda, saying, like, come on. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, Lin-Manuel has done more for, like, uh, uh, Latinx culture, Puerto Rican heritage and all this stuff than, like, anyone in our lifetime or whatever. And, like, give him a break or something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like,
0: killing her ass. Drag her glass. ass. And he's, drag her and he's ass. Just, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's 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 just uh, the the, the She's 89. wars. 89. She's, She's 89. 89. The kids' wars it just—it just gets more absurd by the day. I'm sorry, like somebody—the the woman who tweeted, who made the clip of, you know, the interview with the director, the guy who did um, Crazy Rich Asians, he actually directed this movie. That clip went viral via, via this woman because she said she basically said that she. Hold on, let me pull this shit up. She quote tweeted the interview, posted it. A woman named Numa um, Pierre. Uh, Perrier um, she said damn 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 and yeah I don't know this new milady but I I'm proud, I'm happy for you that your life is such that this is something that could actually cause you great pain um, <laughs> you're a lucky one I'll tell you that much uh anyway that's our show for today please make sure you guys subscribe to the woke bros feed on Spotify iTunes excuse me on Apple wherever you get your podcast we have our own feed now please make sure you go find it there of course, you know, watch us, rate us, give us five stars, do that whole thing. Fernando Vilan big big wise. We out of here. Peace.
1: Later.